time when things are shifting. We're going to be, be a new world order. We've got to lead it. The following program is brought to you by friends and partners of End Time Headlines. What's going on, everyone? It is Wednesday, January 4th, 2023. I want to welcome you to tonight's broadcast. I'm Ricky Scaprell, the founder, the pastor, and the voice of End Time Headlines. Hey, if you're new to the broadcast, do me a favor and let me know in the comments section below on Rumble, on YouTube, or here on Facebook Live. Let us know in the comments section below that you're new and where you guys are joining us from. We want to welcome you guys on podcast, whether it be on Spotify or Apple as well. Uh, I've got a topic that I knew uh, when I saw this story come out. I remember this story back in 2016 when it first surfaced. But now that it's been uh, some time has gone by. Um, I thought it was interesting uh, in light of a recent report from the Christian Post regarding a rap artist by the name of M.I.A. This is a British uh, rap artist. She, uh, back in 2016, uh, she came out and she had a profound testimony of how she radically had an, uh, a vision of, of Jesus Christ. We're going to give you that interview snippet in just a minute, but let me pull up this uh, article. This is from, this is a recent article from the Christian Post, and this is what it says, MIA fires back against critics of her faith in Jesus. Uh, she went on to say, they would rather me be a bad girl. The Christian Post said, quote, rap artist and singer M.I.A. who found Christ after having a life altering vision of Jesus took to social media this past Wednesday. uh, That was last week to respond to criticism of her publicly professing faith in Jesus. Uh, Keep all this in in the forefront of your mind because we're going to talk about this on today's topic. Um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce her name. We're going to go with M.I.A. posted a tweet saying that critics would prefer uh, her to be more on the controversial side than talking about her faith in Christ. The fact that the biggest backlash in my career and life I'm facing after saying that Jesus is real is such a revelation to me, the 47-year-old tweeted. Uh, People who control these apps rather me be a bad girl than a good one. And this this is the actual tweet here on the screen where she tweeted this out on the 28th of December. Again, MIA detailed in previous interviews back in 2016 that her life became radically changed after she experienced a visual encounter with Christ. Now, I've got this pulled up, um, so I want to... I want to share this interview with her. This is with Candace Owens, where she uh, describes this uh, amazing vision that she had back in 2016. Check it out. Then I went to the Caribbean that um, Christmas, and I had this vision. And then it just, like, turned my creative world upside down for about five years. What was the vision? So you're in the Caribbean... I was in the Caribbean on the edge of a cliff and it was just like 
a thousand foot drop to the ocean and I had to sort of go and stay in this shack almost. And the furniture was still like upside down and dusty and stuff like that, you know, but that was the only place there. <laughs> so, so it was me and my cousin and her son. And I was like, okay, we'll take it. There was no internet or electricity, but I started getting text messages and I know that my data wasn't on to get Wi-Fi, like on an edge of a cliff kind of thing. I was um, getting these messages and someone said, you're going to die, you know, and, and I was like, it was like a threat. And, and then suddenly I started feeling very ill and I believed it, you know, and, and then I was just and I just thought that's uh, And guys, I want to interject that for a second. Just interject something here. Notice she got a tweet that said that she was going to die and she became ill because why? Because she believed it. See, there's power in words. The Bible says there's power in words. There's power of life and death in the tongue. So there's power in the words of Christ that we believe. But when people speak curses and these things over us, if we believe them, then they, we can actually produce the harvest of receiving that. Just the same faith it takes to receive Christ and the word of God is the same faith it takes to receive these negative words and these curses that people speak over us. But, but watch what happens next. This is pretty profound. So let's get back to the interview. It's fine. Like, ever, you know, I've lived the life that I wanted and understood things and was kind of happy with what I've learned, you know. And um, so I just surrendered and I was like, okay, that's fine. And it, if that was my time, that's fine. And just when I thought that, I, I had this vision. I had a vision of Jesus Christ. First of all, I want to say that my vision of Jesus was he wasn't wimpy looking. Like he didn't look like he was starving and, It'd been hung on a cross for, you know, days. He looked... Now, the reason why she's saying this is because if she's talking about the Western uh, portrait of Christ that we get, where he, he looks, like she said, very, quote, and I will use her words, wimpy and weak. But she's describing what I believe is what John the Revelator saw. She saw... Uh, him as king of kings and lord of lords he had the, the his hair was like as in wool and he had eyes of fire and his feet were as brass and and he, he's coming as a ruler and as a as, as a king so I, I thought that was interesting as well so let's get back to it really strong and it was the strongest thing i've ever seen and i was thinking wow i did not believe in jesus or Christianity, and I don't believe that this person is going to save anyone. This person is not going to, it's a concept, you know, this, this figure is not going to save humanity, you know. You want God to be like this insane concept or a grandeur illustration which no one can even perceive how to illustrate, you know, you cannot draw a man and say that's God and he's going to bring salvation. But then when I saw the vision, 
I was like, I totally believe it. I know. Okay, so uh, let me, I'm going to pull this back here so I can talk to you for a second. So now you may ask yourself, why does she have this perception? Because again, she was born, she was born in, in, uh, in London, in Britain, I believe. Let me go back to the article here just to make sure. Yes, she was born in London, but her and her family moved back to Sri Lanka when she was a when she was a little baby. So she was raised in and steeped in Hinduism. So that's why this perception came in her mind. This is where she got this concept and where she got this perception of quote unquote God. So this is what makes this even more profound is when Jesus showed up to her. And again, I want to use the word allegedly because I'm going to be honest with you guys when celebrities and musicians and people of Hollywood or whatever when they claim to have these encounters, these visions, uh, these epiphanies, all these things dealing with God, I always, for me, I try to use a lot of discernment. I pump the brakes. I try to make sure, because according to the Bible, we are to look for fruit. Now, uh, and that's important. Say, and, and the reason why I say that is because we, you know, we can't be, we have to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. It is ignorant to believe, uh, that Hollywood and, um, the, the, the music industry is not steeped in occultism, new age, witchcraft, um, even, uh, the sinister sides of like the Illuminati and these elite groups. So we all, we know this. You now listen, my audience know this. You guys know this. You, you are smart. You, you're discerning. You know this or you wouldn't be following our ministry. So we have to use, we have to use real discretion with this. We have to use discernment. But I do want to say, you know, this encounter happened in 2016. So you have 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Here we have seven years. And she still, she still seven years later, she's still speaking of Jesus openly, even though it's, uh, she's getting a lot of flack from it, from her fans and from the music industry and from other musicians and those in the industry. They are, there, there's coming, there's real persecution. That's coming from her, uh, her open testimony of Jesus Christ. Uh, again, this is the tweet where she says the fact that the biggest backlash in my career in life I'm facing after saying Jesus is real is such a revelation to me. Guys, this would be a revelation to all of us. And we know this that if anyone truly denies himself, takes up his cross, and follows after Christ, you are going to be met with persecution. You'll be persecuted by all for my name's sake. Even your own household will be enemies. Even those of your own household will be your enemies. That's what the Jesus said this, and he warned this. So I, I want to... Uh, and this is why I wanted to discuss this t- today. And I'm going to read on a little bit of more of this in this, and, and this is from the Christian Post. 
The singer uh, reached the height of her popularity with the release of her 2007 song, Paper Planes, stirred headlines in May after she recounted her vision of Christ in a conversation with Zane Lowe on Apple Music. We just showed you with Candace Owen a little bit of the snippet of the interview she had with her uh, reciting that testimony. Quote, since then... Uh, this is MIA speaking. My head has been in a totally different place. Being a, a Tamil uh, and being a Hindu. Now, this she's speaking of her past tense. Now, before, again, please hold off the judgments until we get in, uh, hear me out through the rest of this message because I want we have to give some grace t- to some people when when we see fruit and and, and we're going to get there watch this I was very comfortable that I'd arrived finding myself which is I think going to be weird for America to process she said but quote I had a vision and I saw the vision of Jesus Christ again uh, I'm going to read on here at age 10, the family fled to London as refugees. Again, this is from uh, India, where her mother discovered her Christian faith. So her mother was a Christian. Her mother discovered her faith, her own relationship with Christ when uh, when MIA was only 10 years of age. But her father was an atheist. MIA told Relevant Magazine that though she always maintained uh, an affinity for Hinduism, her mother's Christian faith did not interest her. But look, look, I love this. I know for a fact, I guarantee you, being that her mom was a convert to Christianity and her father was an atheist, this was a praying mama. Come on, can I get a witness to some from some mamas tonight and some grandmamas? This was a praying mother who was pouring out into this child at an early age, praying over her child, believing that she would train her up in the way in which she'd go, that when she's older, she would not depart from it. And this this is what gives even more credence to this story. It gives more um, uh, validity to it. She told the Guardian in October that the vision of Jesus turned her viewpoints around and gave her an ex- uh, gave, gave her an existential crisis. Quote, in my time of need, the God, uh, whoops, I went too far. And in, in the time, in my time of need, let me pause this guys for a second. In the time of my need, the God that turned up to save me was not Shiva. It was Jesus. Oh, come on, somebody. I love that. That I just got chills from that. See, she was steeped in Hinduism, raised in Hinduism, but Hinduism didn't come to her in her time of need, but Jesus did. Again, Shiva is one of the many deities of Hinduism. Quote, that is the truth. And I have to say that this is MIA risking her career. Publicly stating this. The only clear thing I can say is that even when I had no belief in Jesus Christ and Christianity, and even when I was 100% comfortable in Hinduism, it was a Christian God that turned up to save me. My goodness, I feel the Holy Ghost talking about this. 
I'm telling you, we put God, let me, oh, I got to pull this back because I got a preaching spirit on me right now. And I want to just preach a little bit. I'm telling you, listen, some of y'all can relate to MIA right now. Some of y'all, you, listen, I'm telling you, you was in a place of destitute. You were like the prodigal son. You was running from God. You was running from your parents. You was running from your grandparents. You was running from prayer. You was running from your church. You was running from your up bringing you were steeped in drugs and alcohol and promiscuity and you were steeped in all kinds of things and you were not looking for God but listen friend you cannot run from destiny from the Holy Spirit and from interceding individuals whether it be mamas and daddies and grandparents and a pastor and other people in the church and friends and people that are on fire for the Holy Ghost and when they know how to pray and they know how to bombard him Come on, they're lifting your name up day and night. I'm telling you, God will move heaven and earth to radically come after you. And he's not intimidated by a mountain that's too high or a valley that's too low or walls that are too wide. Come on, he can go up, he can go down, he can go around, and he can even walk through walls to get to you where you are. Do I have a witness, somebody? Listen, I don't know who I'm talking to today. And listen, maybe, maybe your life has been polished and it's been great and you don't, you can't relate to any of this, but can I just need to talk to a few people tonight that's been where I've been and I've been on the other side where I was in the drugs and in the promiscuity and in adultery and I was away from God and I was running from a praying mama, mama, praying from a praying family. I was trying to avoid church like the plague. I didn't want to read the Bible, but come on, but God. God had my number and he and even while I was yet a sinner Christ died for me. Oh, and listen, I'm and you say, "Well, I don't believe God can I don't believe God can transform somebody's life like this. I don't believe God can save somebody from the music industry. I don't believe God can save somebody from Hollywood." Well, listen, I'm going to show you a story in your Bible in just a moment. That is an absolute depiction of this. So let me, I'm going to go back to this article. Because I want to read a little bit more of this. Because I love, I just want to share a little bit more of her testimony. Uh, She went on to say, After having a vision of Jesus, MIA said her eyes became open to the truth. Come on, I was once blind, but now I see. The singer shared the vision happened unexpectedly and at a time when she had no cell service. And we just saw the interview with Candace Owens. But I want to give you a little bit more detail that she didn't bring out in that interview. She said, I was not asleep describing the vision. Now, look, some of y'all's all messed up right there because you don't even believe that God can give, give you visions today because you've been sitting under these pastors that are sensationists and preach that God doesn't move in signs, wonders, and miracles, and dreams, and visions anymore. But listen, you're going to be in a world of trouble because in Joel chapter 2, he says, in the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon sons and daughters, and they're going to have dreams and visions. So you might as well get used to it. And suck it up because it's going to happen. In fact, I am, I believe and pray that my two boys, not only will they encounter God, but they will have dreams and visions as well. And they have. It was not a dream. It was not a hallucination. 
She said the visual encounter shocked her to the core because she had a hard time believing right away what was happening while it was occurring. She said, in the beginning, I wanted to laugh. I couldn't believe it was real. I didn't believe that Jesus was even real. She said, quote, I literally got saved in a very physical sense. And I think that's what it is. When you need saving, the person who turns up, no matter who you are, and no matter what religion or no matter what status or what you are, if you are in need and you need saving, the person who turns out to save you is Jesus. That is what he's known for. Now, and again, I'm not telling you to blindly accept this testimony, but I'm saying, here's what I am saying. Jesus said, you will know them by their fruit. And it's been seven years. And this woman who claimed to have this encounter with Jesus is still preaching and openly speaking Jesus. Come on. And before you take out your stones and you want to judge her, some of y'all, y'all been saved 30 years and you can't even talk about Jesus to your neighbor, to somebody at your workplace or somebody at Walmart. But this lady who has built her entire career around her industry and music is risking it all because she's saying, I can't deny what I had and I had an encounter with Jesus. Now you say, well, I need some scripture for this. And I knew you would say that. And I'm glad you did because we're going to show you scripture for this here in, in the book of Job chapter 33 verses 14 through 16. It says, for God may speak in one way or in another. Uh, pardon me. If God chooses to speak in a way that doesn't get your approval, just because he didn't, didn't speak through your pastor, or because she didn't get saved in your denomination or go to your church doesn't mean that God can't speak. He said, God will speak in one way. He'll speak in another. Yet man does not perceive it. Come on, God, God was speaking to me for years, but I did not perceive it. I didn't know it. I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. I was, my eyes was blinded lest the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ should shine unto me and lift the veil. And this is why prayer was important and intercession was important and people didn't give up on me. Come on. Who am I talking to today? You know who you are. You've got people in your family. You got coworkers. You got friends. You got co, you got acquaintances. They need you to keep praying. They need you to keep interceding. They need you to keep sowing the seed. Because it's not going to be an overnight process. It's going to be, come on, it's going to be a, um, it's going to be a transformation progressive process that takes place. It's going to be, but watch this. Don't put God in a box. Come on. Somebody say, don't put God in a box. Look at this verse 15. I'm in Job 33, 15 in a dream. In a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men while slumbering on their beds, then he, God, opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. And if you read on, which I'm going to pull up the whole chapter here. Let me, um, let me pull on down here. 
verse 15. Let's go to verse 16. Then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. Look at 17. In order to turn man from his deed and conceal pride from man. And he keeps back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing by the sword. In other words, listen, if MIA, let's go back and for sake of argument, let's just say that MIA's encounter with Jesus, the vision is true. It's authentic. She had a real encounter with the Messiah. That what I'm saying here is, if she was steeped in Hinduism, if she would have died, she would have not made it into the kingdom. Because why? Because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And there's no other way unto the Father but through him. But she again, let's I'm 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 putting all the facts out here. She had a praying mother. Who knows if she had a praying grandmother? I don't know who all in her family are Christians, but we know that her mother is a believer. She's a Christian. So we know that her mother was praying for her. So God moved on the behalf of this praying mother and chose to speak to this woman, MIA, this rapper through to get her attention through a vision now you say well brother ricky why couldn't why couldn't god use the bible why couldn't he use a a prophetic word why couldn't he use prayer why couldn't he use a church listen he probably tried to but if you remember her testimony she says she had no interest in christianity she had no interest in jesus but it wasn't until she got this text message this and who knows who it was from she didn't disclose that it said that you're going to die and immediately fear came into her heart and i believe listen i believe that would have come to fruition and god knew that and god stepped in in the nick of time come on somebody who knows what i'm talking about today listen jesus may not show up when you always want him to but he's always on time hallelujah Man, I'm telling you, I, listen, this may not be doing nothing for you today, but I'm preaching myself happy today because, listen, if nobody else gets anything out of this, I'm getting I'm getting blessed by the fact that I serve a God of the impossible and I serve a God that loves us so much that he will go and cross any boundary he has to. And he's a God of answered prayer. So what am I talking about? I'm talking that God can speak through different ways and get your attention through different ways, dreams and visions, whether you like it or not. And I don't care what your pastor believes or preaches or teaches or your or your or your uh, favorite television pastor who's a cessationist that teaches you that all the gifts and all and that God and all the gifts went out in the fourth century and that God doesn't speak in dreams anymore and he doesn't give visions anymore. I don't really give a rip if you believe that or not i believe what the bible says now let me go to the book of acts chapter 9 let me show you another man who had a very similar encounter and this man was the uh, the a man by the name of saul of tarsus according to your bible in acts chapter 9 he was breathing threats he was murdering christians those disciples of the lord who went to the high priest saul of tarsus went to the high priest there he required he uh he asked for letters from the high priest to the synagogues of damascus 
so that if he found any who were of the way, that's what they called Christians then, or believers or disciples of Christ, whether they be men or women, that he would bring them bound to Jerusalem. He would arrest them. And he was, he was seeking uh, permission to do this from the high priest and the council there. But something happened to Saul of Tarsus in his endeavor. Verse three, as he journeyed, he came near Damascus and your Bible says suddenly a light shone around him from heaven and he fell to the ground and he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, quote, who are you, Lord? Why did he say, who are you, Lord? Because Saul was not looking for the Messiah in Yeshua of Nazareth. They thought Jesus was a false prophet. He was just another radical Jew that was crucified. Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. I love the fact that he said, I'm Jesus, who you're persecuting. How could Saul be persecuting Jesus when Jesus was already crucified, buried, and resurrected, and seated at the right hand of the Father? The answer is, Jesus was taking it personal that Saul was persecuting believers in Christ. And when, and he took it so personal that he said, when you persecute them, you're persecuting me. Oh, come on, somebody. Listen, when they hate you, they hate him. When they come against you, they come against him. If the master of the house is called Beelzebub, How much more are his servants and his students? He says, it's hard for you to kick against the goads. So he was trembling and astonished and said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And then the Lord said to him, arise and go into the city and you'll be told what you must do. And the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no one. Let me say it again. They heard a voice. But they could not see what Saul was seeing. And then Saul arose from the ground. And when his eyes were open, he saw no one. Why? Because he was blind for three days and three nights. Why? Because he had a, he looked, he saw Jesus. And the Bible says no man could see him and live. I believe this. He had a, he had a glimpse of glory to the fact that it blinded him. And he had to go to a man by the name of Ananias in which uh, the Lord used Ananias to lay hands on him. He restored his sight. He was baptized in the Holy Ghost and God raised up Saul, changed his name to Paul and the apostle Paul who wrote most of the New Testament that you and I read. Watch this. And if you go over to the book of Galatians, it says here in verse 13 of Galatians chapter one, Paul said, you have heard of my former conduct in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God beyond measure and tried to destroy it. And I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries and my own nation being more exceedingly zealous for the traditions of my fathers. 
But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Then you go on down here to verse 18, and he says, After three years I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and remained him with him 15 days, but I saw none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. He goes on, afterward, I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, and I was unknown by face to the churches of Judea, which were in Christ. Look at verse 33. But they were hearing only he who formerly persecuted us now preaches the faith which he once tried to destroy, and they glorified God in me. And here's what is profound, and I want to leave you with this. When you begin to study early church uh, uh, history, you'll discover that many of the disciples did not want to travel with the Apostle Paul because they did not fully believe that he was truly converted because of the the, hor- the horrible and evil acts that he performed under Judaism when he was a religious zealot. And he was not converted to Christ. This man burned down churches. He arrested people. He had people thrown into prison. He caused people to blaspheme the Lord. Christians. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about here's a man who was the last person anyone of us would have chose to preach the gospel, but God saw something in him. He saw that he had influence. He saw that he had wisdom. He saw that he was zealous. He was zealous for something that he didn't have uh, that was wrong, but he had zeal without knowledge. So God went in, had a, gave him a radical transformation, and now put him out there to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. Now, I want to leave you with this. Again, we exercise caution anytime someone of this status, and I'm talking about MIA now, the rapper, professes to have an encounter through a vision of Christ. Of course we exercise caution, but isn't it just like our God to re- to to go after someone who was steeped in Hinduism, a false religion, radically transform them through a vision, and then thrust them out into an arena where they have influence. Obviously, because she's using that platform to exercise her freedom of religion and the profession of her profession of her faith to witness to the world of her transformation of Jesus and it's come with a price of of ridicule persecution and being ostracized by many of the, in the industry isn't it just like our god that he would do something like this so to me guys this is phenomenal and i'm telling you i can relate to the Listen, I don't know. I can't speak for you. But for me, for 23 years, I served the devil. I was in the drugs. 
I was in the party scene. I was living in fornication, living in adultery, doing all these things, living like the world on my way to hell, serving the devil. And when I, and I had a group of friends that I was partying with, that I hung with, that was my clique. And when I, the day that I radically had my conversion to Jesus Christ, many of them just wrote it off as a fad. They said, this is just something he's going through to make him feel good about, you know, to make him feel better about himself. And this will wear off. And this is just something that will just pass in time. And then, but listen, the longer that time went on, I didn't fizzle out. I just became, I be, I, come on, I began to burn brighter and brighter. And here we are, 23 years years later and I'm still burning for Jesus and it wasn't a fad it wasn't something that could get rubbed off in a week or three months or a year I'm telling you why because I had a true encounter with Jesus and I'm telling you if if MIA had a true encounter with Jesus we need to be step we need to be standing with her and behind her and here's the thing some of you very people who are attacking her are the very ones that have been praying and believing that God would have that, that God would give an encounter to your family, to your sons and your daughters and your husband and your wife, your neighbors or your co-workers. So again, what if we begin to believe? In fact, let's do that right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come into agreement with every single individual under the sound of my voice right now. Every man, every woman, every individual that's coming into agreement with me tonight that you are believing that your loved one or loved ones, your neighbors, your friends, your co-workers, your family members, your husband, your wife, your aunts, your uncles, your children, your grandchildren, whoever these individuals are, whether I don't care if they're atheists, they're agnostics, if they're unbelievers, if they're backslid if they're steeped in the false religion hinduism catholicism buddhism uh islam i don't care what they're in we serve a god who is able able the bible says that come on that nothing is impossible to those that believe paul said i am not ashamed of the gospel of jesus christ who is able to convert Come on, anyone is able to convert. Come on, the Jew is able to convert the Gentile, Rome, Jewish. It doesn't matter background, ethnicity, denomination, away from God, no God. It doesn't matter. Come on, I want to agree with you tonight that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Lord Jesus Christ, is moving into homes moving into the lives of these individuals in whom we are praying for lord we believe tonight the chains are being broken the bondages are breaking in jesus name false religions are falling cults are being broken off of people mindsets are being broken off people doubt unbelief uh and and fear and all in confusion is breaking off of people in jesus name god we give you permission right now to invade the lives of these tonight through dreams and visions god if you've got to shake them in a dream or shake them in a vision to keep their soul from the pit of hell then we say go for it jesus lord we give you the green light to do it we say move on their behalf in the mighty name of jesus all god's people said amen and amen come on wasn't this a great message this should be a great encouraging equipping message to you it should uh empower you 
and encourage you to keep praying and keep believing on whatever spectrum you're on. Whether you are like MIA and God can reach you or you are on the other end and you're believing that you're believing for your MIA, you're believing for your individual to get radically saved and have an encounter with Jesus. So listen, endtimeheadlines.org, endtimeheadlines.com. That's our main website. You can download our free app. It's available on Apple and Android. Uh, download it today. The description of this is in Rumble, YouTube, Facebook Live. If you're watching any of those platforms, it's in the description there. If you're listening by Apple or Spotify, go to the, your Play Store, whatever that is. Type in Intime Headlines. Download our free app, and you're going to be notified of every headline and podcast when you hit yes to push notifications right there in your hands you'll have that listen if you'd like to support our ministry or partner with us you can do that easily two different ways you can give electronically either through the app on the left of your screen if you're watching or on the right of your screen through the main website right there at endtimeheadlines.org endtimeheadlines.com or you can give uh, by check or money order right there to the address it's in the center of your screen and that is at Endtime Headlines P.O. Box 1391 and that's Monroe Georgia 306 Six five five. So listen, guys, don't forget to hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, share this uh, to individuals that you think would be a great ble- that would be greatly blessed to hear these kind of messages. So we're going to sign off for today, um, uh, and we will be back on here, Lord willing, tomorrow on Thursday, January fifth. Until then, may the Lord bless you, keep you, and may His countenance shine upon you. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening to the End Time Headlines podcast. We pray that you've been blessed and equipped by today's message. For more information about how you can help partner with our ministry, please visit endtimeheadlines.org.